In today's show, we discuss are big pharmaceutical companies, often referred to as big pharma, are they corrupt and keep patients dependent on their products? And now, the TNT Talk Show, daring to go where other podcasts fear to Hello, I'm Tony Fasula, and I share the stage with my esteemed friend and colleague, Tayo Boya. Tayo, hello, my friend, once again. I hope you're keeping safe and well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else? It's a new year, new Tayo, surely. And we're one year closer to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, listener. <laughs> philosophy by tayo (laughs) anyway i'm not going to ask you to say hi to the audience i'm going to do it hello audience welcome back to the shenanigans (laughs) right in in today's show we discuss are big pharma corrupt and they're keeping their patients dependent on their products now obviously this is a subject I actually wanted to discuss but I will kick off things by asking Tayo what your initial thoughts are on this. Yeah I'm not really big in this area I don't know that much about it my overall impression is that the way the American system works uh, Big Pharma definitely is corrupt in America because they have a very powerful lobby which they spend a lot of money as I'll discuss during the show and they more or less write the legislation themselves, which doesn't seem right at all. Here in the UK with the NHS, I don't think that we have quite the same, that they have quite the same ability here. They, have, they don't have the same opportunities here, in my opinion. So that in the UK, I don't believe Big Pharma can be that corrupt. But apart from, of course, our famous pandemic vaccination program, which seems to be throwing up all sorts of very interesting questions, which a lot of people are saying is definitely going to end up in court with criminal cases. But that's a very niche area. And some of it has got nothing to do with Big Pharma. I'm thinking about gloves and face masks and things. I don't really associate that with Big Pharma. I just associate associate that with factories that produce these things. So we'll see. my My overall answer is, Yes, it's corrupt in America. No, it isn't in most other places. Okay. There is an argument to be had about why people believe that they're corrupt because of some reported practices that the big pharmaceutical companies have got up to and they are underhand, I suppose, or viewed as underhand. But I'm not 100% convinced that that is the case. But the reason why, okay, if Big Pharma, because you've you've raised the big point there where you say they lobby the US government and so the government then they sway decisions their way. Well, in America, the whole system of lobbying by big corporations is allowed. But Big Pharma, actually, 
doesn't even have the resources close to someone like the gun lobby in America, which is by far the biggest lobbyist, and they get their way all the time. So big pharma do lobby, as do other industries in America. So they by no means are the ones that, you know, have the ear of government. They they are one of many that have their own agendas to lobby government. Now, part of the lobbying process that they have in America, in particular for the big pharmaceutical companies, is to do with the patent laws. Now, the argument is had where big pharma is corrupt because they create drugs that don't necessarily cure the patients who these drugs are intended for. And instead, they create side effects, which in turn mean that the drug company can then sell more products to the patient in order to deal with the side effects. So it's a, a never ending cycle as far as the pharmaceutical companies are concerned. Now, in reality, big pharma do create medicines and drugs to aid people. But it isn't as simple as that, where you create a drug and you're fixed. The body is a moving object. It's re repairing itself. It's changing itself all the time. And drugs and medicines are temporary. Very rare do you have a drug which is so profound. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be licensed as a drug, mind you, that has irreversible effects. They're all transient so that you take them and during a period of time, it has an effect on your body. But if you stop taking them, then that effect is then reduced or removed altogether. Now, obviously, there are instances in some drugs that that will continue, but that is few and far between. And if drug companies were indeed bad or evil or corrupt, then how can we say that when we have medicines that are helpful, day-to-day -day medicines, penicillin, which was a breakthrough, that was done by the drug companies, paracetamol, aspirin. A lot of these so-called low-level drugs were initially very expensive when they first came out because the drug companies produced them. They had to recoup their investment. Now the patent has expired, the products are all cheap. So, you know, the, the companies that are making this big, these big investments have to recoup those costs and those costs are not insignificant. So yes, in America, you think, blimey, they're lobbying the government to get their way, but they're lobbying the government to try and extend patents. Because if you've spent a billion dollars in trying to produce a, a drug, which by and large will work, although it has some side effects, you have to weigh up the risks is, oh, okay, do I take this drug? There are these side effects, but the benefits outweigh the risks. That's an individual doctor and patient's responsibility. And then they take the drug for a period of time, hopefully alleviating the major issue that the patient had. And in so doing, they have a better quality of life. Now, if the side effects are then appearing, what normally happens is the doctor will prescribe drugs to deal with the side effects. But most often those drugs that they provide for the side effects 
aren't from the company that created the original drug in the first place. So this argument where drug companies create drugs and don't care about the public, you know, even if they have side effects and then they'll sell them new drugs. I don't think that actually is true in practice because they're then providing other companies the means to service the customer with different drugs from another another customer. Do you see what I mean? So the big big pharma company that's produced the initial drug is in fact losing out. So these are some of the things that big pharma, I'm not saying their practices aren't all you know innocent, but they're not as corrupt as some people make out. Okay, first of all, your very first point, I mean, you made like too many for me to, to deal with. You know, <laughs> I can't remember everything. But your very first point is, is, is encapsulated in the phrase, whataboutism. When you said the gun lobby, the, the gun, the NRA, uh, National Rifle Association in, Amer in America, has this powerful lobby and they spend money. But whataboutism doesn't, is, is not is a, a logical fallacy in itself. If, if you commit a crime and you're, you're picked up by the police, you're going to go, yeah, well, you know, what about, what about Tayo? He did, it's like, that's got nothing to do with it. We, we're asking whether Big Pharma is corrupt. If other people are corrupt too, that doesn't let Big Pharma off the hook because we're not saying, is, is the corruption justified? We're saying, are they corrupt? And if they are writing their own legislation, so some of the figures here sort of kind of disprove your whataboutism idea that, yeah, they're not even that big. Americans, this is from the CBS News, 2nd of January, 2019. It's on their website, CBS News in America, 2nd of January, 2019. Americans spent $535 billion, $535 billion on prescription drugs in 2018, in just that one year, half a trillion dollars, an increase of 50% since 2010. Now, those increases, big pharma increases, were placed on the most prescribed medications, and they were from anywhere between 40% and 70% between 2011 and 2015. So, when you're talking about they are trying to recoup their, their money from their, for their research, first of all, you have to recoup all that money within four years. Secondly, what about the fact that pharmaceutical companies receive substantial U.S. government assistance in the form of publicly funded basic research and tax breaks? What about that? So, the, I mean, the, the taxpayer helps to pay fund the research and then these companies turn around and hammer the same taxpayers with this rather exorbitant hard to hard to justify increases why why are you increasing i mean the the rate of inflation between 2011 and 2015 was was what was it two three percent yeah so where's this 40 percent increase increase coming from and 70 percent that's that's not a failing that's not actually a failing of the pharmaceutical companies. No, I sort of think it is because if they're charging that. Because let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. The government should be putting some regulation in terms of capping 
what sort of price increases which is exactly why i'm saying it's the corrupt system that's exactly why we're saying they're corrupt because they fund they they fund so many senators so many congress people their campaigns so these are not going to turn around i mean if you had this lobby we're talking about it's not people just standing there and thinking i talk to you for a minute it's people it's people with 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 money in hand yes. and junkets and, and all this kind of thing but exactly so that's where your corruption comes from yeah. so how can you then turn around and say the government should be doing something about it the well, whole the point is should. well the government can't do anything about it because the system is corrupt indeed. and that that well so you've but just said indeed big farmers corrupt the government system is corrupt do you see what i'm saying because no because if just... i bribe someone i'm corrupt because uh, i come, i think okay. i lived in nigeria so I it, know it's about not bribery. it's not you corrupt the recipient is also corrupt of course i'm corrupt because uh, i'm i'm offering a bribe why am i offering a bribe yeah I you're corrupt. Offer... i'm not disputing you're not corrupt but i'm no. also disputing the fact that the receiver is also corrupt but that's got nothing to do with it we're not asking if the, no our question the question we're asking is is big pharma corrupt right. if you if you had made the question is the government of the us corrupt then we can say we can argue about it but that's okay. really relevant right it, big pharma are going to do all they can to protect and that's the word protect their business their free free business they're going to they're going to push all the bits they possibly can to try and get their way but it's the responsibility of the government to ensure that those lines are not too wide apart that's allowing allowing okay, okay. i don't power. know your argument is just irrelevant it's completely irrelevant right is big pharma corrupt you can put it another way does big pharma offer bribes answer yes finish what who cares that's it that's the answer so they're corrupt and they're evil and they have no purpose in society because all they're doing is where did no purpose in society take. come from well this is what you're from? saying they you're are corrupt. I, i'm not be... saying I, I don't i never make kind of leaps of logic like oh, that okay. i conflate two different things one thing is are they corrupt are, um, are they providing a service that's a different question so there are two questions here and I'm, i would never conflate the two things together one question is are they corrupt answer yes Second question that you've asked now, do they do they offer a service? Yes, they do. So, well, you know, what's that got to do with that? Are they corrupt? Because okay. like you can say a so police, we can end can our show now, don't we? We can end our show well, because we've now decided they're corrupt. Yeah, I mean, it's not decided. It's the, the, the facts and the figures. The, wow, they've, they've, put, they've put all this money, they pump all this money into, into the American political system. And as I understand it, they actually help their lobbyists help to write legislation. That's okay. it. And oh. they don't do that. They can't do that in the UK because that's not the way our system works. Okay. So as far as this is concerned, we've ended the argument. We've just said big farmers corrupt, and that's it. And that's all we're discussing. Other than, other than where the root cause of the problem actually is. If you're going to dig deeper and find how have they become this corrupt. Because people, by their very nature, are aren't great with boundaries. Okay, if there's no boundaries in place, then people will push for their benefit. Okay, if it's not breaking the law, then they will keep pushing the boundaries for their benefit. It's a human behavior. You want to do what's best for you. So if you're responsible for a big pharmaceutical company, 
and you see that your profits can be raised by raising prices, you think, well, okay, it's a free market economy. Why can't I raise my prices? And you know what? They're doing it. Whereas if there was a curb on that by government and said, oi, yes, you can raise your prices, but in a year, you can only raise them by 5%. That's it, max. So then they now have boundaries. So they've got a bit of flexibility. They can raise them from zero, one, two, three, four, or five in that calendar year. But they're not. There's no boundaries. So the government has inadvertently made pharma corrupt, if you want to view it that way, because they've allowed them too much flexibility in order to think about themselves, rather than the government thinking of the bigger picture and going, oi, we need to keep them in check. Otherwise, this could be too, too ridiculous. And that's the problem with a free market economy. Yes, you want free market, you want people to create new stuff and whatever. But when they're creating this stuff, if they're spending time and money on it, they want to think for themselves. You're not going to go in a job and purposely say, oh, to help the company, I'll take a pay cut. No, you want what's best for you. Companies as a whole will think the same attitude, what's best for them. So if they can push the boundaries, which is what they're doing, yes, in your term, they are corrupt because they're they're trying to get advantages where they shouldn't be getting advantages. But then that's the system failing to allow them to be corrupt. Well, I am not the kind of person who lets people off the hook the sort of wave of my arm and say somebody else's fault. If the system is such that you can offer a bribe, it doesn't mean that you have to offer a bribe. Nobody's forcing you to Absolutely, offer a bribe. Absolutely, I agree. So I agree. everyone should practice res- respond, taking responsibility. And I, I think it should be enforced by law. There's, I mean, there's no such thing. I think even in the court of law, when you go to the court, you say, well, you know, I was able to because the system enabled me to so it's not really my fault it's really the government's fault it's, that's not going to fly with anyone you know what you're doing and you shouldn't be doing it raising these raising these these the, the, the prices of these drugs and basically fleecing americans just because they can doesn't mean that they should and the fact that they are means that they are corrupt now you say it's 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 in their uh, they're just looking out for their interest well, I think that a healthy society that, that isn't going broke, trying to just enrich a few people, I think that's in everyone's interest. And if they can't see that, they're just greedy. And, you know, for the sake of a, a second or third yacht, this is what they're doing. And I put it to you that in any sensible system, we don't only look at the environment, we look at individuals, personal responsibilities. Absolutely agree. So everybody goes out rioting and then you go out rioting too because everybody else is doing it. That's not a good excuse. When you get caught, you're, you're, for, you're for the high jump. No, agreed. Come on. So are big pharma corrupt? They are. That's the important thing. Yeah. Now, if, if you want to move but on But if it's to, allowed, it's not corruption, is it? Well, it is corruption because, because it's the same sort of thing that I gave an example of this sort of thing when I was speaking about what, how Nigerian senators practice corruption. They, they pay themselves huge, I mean, you know, mind-boggling bonuses. That's, that's all done, you know, legally. 
Yeah. Well, there's still corruption. Okay. So so we, we, not, we can't not... moan about it, can we? We can we say we can say big pharma are corrupt, but hey, so what? We're not going to do nothing about it. So we. Well, first of all, we're not Americans, and there's nothing no. we can do about it anyway. And no point discussing think, it. Well, there is because what we're seeing is the system. I mean, eventually, <laughs> it's it's like it's like the most one of the most logical things that human beings do is hunt an animal to extinction. It's completely illogical because when the animal is gone, whatever reasons you gave for hunting it, that, that's over too. Yeah. Now, in, in the same way, making this system so unworkable eventually is going to is going to cause a massive breakdown, and eventually, it's going to work against big pharma in a horrible way. Maybe I, I can't imagine how, but. I suppose even in America, you might start thinking about no, in America never go all the way to state-owned big pharma. But um, I, I think you know people are going to have to sit down and work out something, which is going to be the the pendulum, as you always say. Yeah, you 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 are one of the, you mentioned on several occasions the way the pendulum tends to swing this way and that. Yeah. When the pendulum comes swinging back, it's going to go too far the other direction, and they would have caused it themselves. And all the, I suppose, you know, no one, no one foresees a radical change that somebody, a demagogue, this demagogue I was going on about, and I don't mean Trump, by the way, a, a demagogue gets up and he says, these guys have been swindling us for the, for the past X number of years. And then people start getting picked up and thrown in jail. Laws are made which clearly, clearly violate um, human rights and so on and so forth, and they'll just go after everybody, and and the wheat and the chaff together will will be equally damaged, because people will just be angry and they'll be asking for a pound of uh, you know a pound of flesh, and they won't really care where it's coming from. This is the danger of this sort of thing. But when the good times are rolling and the champagne is flowing, nobody ever thinks about that, and then it and then it turns around and bites them in the bottom. Do you know what? But I don't think this will ever be fixed. Well, it can't go on forever because America's well, broke. I okay, mean, America's well, broke and Americans are broke. So Okay. How how do you, I mean, slightly shifting, when the problem gets too big, you said that the pendulum will shift. The pendulum is not even shifted enough because at the end of the day, big pharma still produce medicines and drugs that actually help. So whether they're evil 100% is still up for debate. I do not believe that to be the case. Their practices, you're right, are not great. And some could be, in quotes, corrupt. But they still produce stuff which actually has benefit rather than keeping people addicted. That's not, that's not the case. But you're right. Their lobbying interests, raising prices when they shouldn't be, that there's certain questionable practices, and this is something that should be brought under control. But if you then parallel, um, parallel that with the gun lobby, I'm, I'm using that as an example purely because you said, oh, the pendulum will swing too far and then they'll, it will damage themselves. In America, there's been lots of mass shootings, etc. People have died, but still, still, they don't change anything substantial as far as gun laws are concerned. So do you really believe 
that the pharmaceutical companies will be affected in such a way that the pendulum will go right enough's enough i'm yes. not sure yes I at, do. What, at what point I mean, will that be well who knows who knows well, at the point where the dollars stop flowing all this printed money that <laughs> people can actually afford it at the point when the gun violence gets to uh, to go back to NRA, NRA example yeah. when the gun violence affects the people who currently live in gated communities when 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 it gets out of hand and the the, the big wigs the plutocrats who run things behind the scenes when it affects them that's when things will get out of hand that that's when things will start getting better so everything is fine now because the rich people in their in their gated communities these things don't really affect them immigration doesn't affect them uh, letting all these millions of people across the border into into the the us hasn't affected them yet well when it does everything things will change when which is when you're talking about uh, big pharma in america apparently about a million individuals suffer from type 1 diabetes okay. uh, where a body cannot make its own type 1 is when the body cannot make its own insulin yeah right uh, so you know without that people die basically indeed and the cost of a, a, a vial of insulin and in, in, this is 2018 so i think it's gone up a bit even since then in 2018 was $300 for a vial of this essential Or this essential drug, and a 2012 con- Congressional Diabetes Caucus, excuse me, found that the price of insulin had doubled uh, since 2012. So, but in the six years from 2012 to 2018, the cost of insulin had doubled from $150 per vial to $300 per per vial. Which is vile, V I L E. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. think of life, life-sustaining drugs and making it harder. You're basically taxing people with diabetes. Uh, wow. I, I just is a form of a corporate tax because you know they've got few options, and they, there's a case here of where I'm reading this from a, a website. Poor girl who was going to uh, secondary school, to high school, what the Americans call high school, and she was trying to ration her insulin because the family just couldn't afford it. Don't and they have insurance that cover most of these, though? Insurance will not... Uh, my nephew, who I keep talking about, lives in America, has told me a lot about how insurance works over there. If they think that it's going to be an ongoing thing, Well, your insurance doesn't really cover it, so they just say they're not going to cover it because the insurance companies are the other lobby, the other people in the healthcare who cause problems by being too close to government. You can say so, this with all big industry in the US. It's the yes, way. Yes, but I'm talking about pharma. Whole, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm talking about pharma. I'm talking about this healthcare thing, and so this poor girl died at the age of 22 because just simply couldn't afford the medication, and that's what we're talking about here. Then. It's a corrupt system, and the big pharma is corrupt because they don't really care. If if someone, the head of some big pharma company, was really concerned about things like this, if that had been his daughter, uh, things would change. But of course, he's making all these millions, and he does, he or she doesn't really care. 
And that's the problem that it's not, it's, it doesn't affect the people who are making the decisions. And as long as that continues to be the case, you know, until the pitchforks and the torches come out, it's, it's, it's going to be, I mean, you're saying, how can this all go topsy-turvy? Well, have you heard about, or oh, what's it called now? Okay, I'm going to use a very British term, but that's, that's the wrong term, shoplifting raids. Yep. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what shoplifting is, but I don't know shoplifting raids. Yeah, okay, so it's the wrong term. So that's not, the Americans don't call it shoplifting raids. No, but what it is, is that groups, groups of people will decide that they're going to just run into a shop and just grab whatever they want to from the shelves and, and leave. This is happening more and more often now in America. Okay. There's a proper term for it. So, uh, you're not, say, so you're saying, let me clarify, so they're going in and shoplifting. Yeah. They just 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 run in, grab what you can and run out. But there's you know, there's like a whole bunch of you do that. It's not a one person right. deal, you know, like and this is medicines in particular. No, anything, just right. what you know, whatever there is in the shop. So if and it's becoming, and there's a, a mayor. There's a Calif is it California, somewhere in California. And and I don't know what city he, I don't know what city he's running, but when they catch these people, he kind of just lets them go. Because it doesn't mean you it doesn't mean you go to prison. So they're permitted to do this to break the law. Essentially, yes. But it's because he understands that their needs are greater than the the profits of the companies that make the goods. No, he says that's because his one of his parents was jailed. I mean, he, he thinks that jail is wrong. Are but, we changing the subject here? So no, I'm trying now... to say that I'm trying to say that when society breaks down, yeah, that this is a breakdown in society because if you just gone back a couple of years ago, uh, ten years ago, what I've just said would have sounded like madness. Yes. But over the because of all the things that have happened in the past ten years, it doesn't sound like absolute madness anymore. No, right? That's society breaking down, and when it gets to the point where people are, I think as I did mention in the previous the last time we spoke or the time before, I said when people on the left and people on the right were shooting at each other across the street yeah. in America, that that is basically heading towards civil war. Yeah, we we spoke about this. We yes. spoke about that, right? Mm. So this this is society breaking down at the sea. It's 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 in, it's in such slow motion. It's your famous. No, well, it's not famous. Uh, you're often you often quote the example of the frog with that, the and water. the, in the yeah. frog in the water. That's what's happening. I, I see it as being it's heading towards the boiling point. But because it's in slow, it's incremental and it's slow, people don't realize this. But I realized that I said, look, something, something's got to, something has got to change. It's going to have to, because this sort of nonsense can't go on forever, you know, by any means. It's yeah. it's lawless. People are moving out of out of what they call the blue states, the, the, the democratic states. But if why? Well, why? Because the law and order is breaking down. They've just had. In is it San Francisco? They've just had the worst murder rate since 1990, I think. I read based on the fact that uh, the they said um, what was it? Defund the police. Right. 
Well, they defunded the police, and of course, the police anymore. So the criminals have been entirely foreseeable, by the way. I don't understand yeah, who thought that would be a good way of doing it. Yes, that so, was a silly knee jerk. And then in California, taxes are supposed to be through the roof. People feel unsafe. Taxes it, through the roof. Taxes sure? taxation has gone through the roof because they're funding they're funding social programs. I. Do you know what? I always I always take that with a pinch of salt when you hear those sorts of comments. Taxation has gone through the roof. I'd love to see the figures as to how through the roof these figures are, because in America, their taxation levels are far lower than most other. Well, they can move to Florida where they are not. There's no income tax. So the, the people moving right now are basically Republicans. Moving because it's a red state. Florida is a red state. But what happens when Democrats cotton on to that and start moving and following the Republicans? Where do they then have to go? I, I'm I'm not moving away too far away from the corruption thing. What I'm trying to say is, people will move and 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 try to accommodate change as best as they can until they're cornered like rats. Yeah, and then there's nowhere else to go. And that is the point at which all hell breaks loose because there's nothing else they can do. They've done everything. So now they have to turn and fight. Now, a lot of people cross over from America into Canada to go and, you know, for medical um, procedures and things. But I don't think you can, I don't know what stops them from going into Canada to buy drugs because uh, I was asking my nephew that. Uh, obviously, there's the there's the cost of the trip, but it can't be that expensive. I mean, we can fly yeah. all over Europe for forty dollars or some 40, 40, 40 pounds, can't we? On on um, certain airlines. Yeah. So I'd have thought you could do the same in between America and and Canada. Canada. But I suppose when, I suppose when, upon your return, they're probably going to hit you with duty. Really? Well, I'd have thought so. I thought that the they had trade agreements where they've got the trade agreement with. Canada. But why are people just going to Canada and just just I mean instead of dying at this age of twenty two, this poor and Antoinette, there's an R in there, believe it or not, Antoinette, not Antoinette. Um, why instead of instead of dying at age of twenty two, why not get your drugs from Canada? Well, uh, you have to see what the price difference is and how often they can do that. Maybe there's there's laws when you go preventing out people like from because otherwise the, that would be competition, which is what free market supposed to do yeah and that competition would keep the prices down so if there really if there really was free market competition then there wouldn't be an issue the patent is the problem because when pharmaceutical companies want to protect their initial investment so if they spend a billion dollars on a new drug the full research the testing and all the rest of it takes that amount of money. So it's a big investment. And also part way along that investment, there are many examples where drugs have been developed at quite an expense, several, you know, a few hundred million. But then when they get to the testing stage, it fails. So that investment of a few hundred million that they took a punt on is now gone. They've lost it. So they have to recoup this somehow. And some tactics which you've already alluded to is to raise products prices on existing lines to make up the shortfall that they've lost on all these other projects that have failed at the testing stage and so 
that's part of their justification. Although I'm with you, they shouldn't be raising the prices to silly amounts, which is clearly what's happening and affecting the people at the 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 sharp end of the wedge. The sorry, the 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 hard end of the wedge where there's more of them, but affected by the drugs that they need to have a quality of life. So you're right. It's it's pharma, big pharma are trying to look after their, themselves. They're not at the end of the spectrum where they're completely evil. Clearly, they're not because they are still producing drugs, which are a benefit to the society. But their practices in order to keep their income and profits are questionable. And that's because they want to make sure that they don't have competition to the very last minute. So they make sure that when they have their their patent, which is 20 year patent, they can maximize it as much as possible. Now, they they do lobby government for extensions. And that's because if they change a formula significantly enough in a particular product range, they are allowed a further five years. And this is part of the lobbying process is, oh, we've changed our products. Look, we've altered it in this way. We've had to do more testing, although the testing is very small and costs are very small when they do this. They then try and increase their patent by an extra short period of time, an extra five years. OK, two things. First of all, there is no patent on insulin. Insulin is produced by everybody. No, exactly. Now that patent has been is gone. Right. Other companies can make. So insulin. I'm giving a specific example of, okay. of insulin and $300. And I just looked into, into it here online. And Canadians pay $35 per vial, $35 a tenth. A tenth. Right. Now, the problem is, at least for insulin, you can't just go into Canada and buy insulin because it's not across, it's not a drug that can be sold across the counter. Right. So that's the problem. Right. You, you need to be part of the Canadian health healthcare system to get a hold of, of the insulin for $35. See, that's what I, I don't understand, right? Now, this is where this is where the government need to step in. Because once the patent has gone, which is which is the case with insulin, it should be freely available to be made by different companies. And then, as you said, market forces, you keep the price low because they're competing with one another. But this sounds like there's, I don't know, who's making the insulin? Are they artificially created barriers of entry for some of the smaller pharmaceutical companies to already produce products which are no longer under patent? And somehow the bigger companies are having an effect. I'm pretty sure there'd be sharp practices that would make it nearly impossible for you to get in, in America especially. I'm pretty sure there'd be that sort of thing because what you do is you're undercutting the market and you you could end up with, I'm speculating, but you could end up with union problems. (laughs) You know, you could end up with property problems. if If you floated your company on the stock exchange in order to raise money, big pharma would just buy it and check you out. So you really need to be an, an angel investor. And I don't know, would you, I, I just, I don't know what's stopping people from doing that, but obviously something is. Indeed. And it, it's like that, isn't it? Well, I know. Or, I the, know. or the outlets, because you have to have prescriptions 
from the doctor for this. And they could just say to any doctor, if you're not prescribing our stuff, you can't prescribe the other stuff either. I, I can imagine there are that underhand practices, yes. I can I imagine that happening. So it's you say that mafia like, isn't it? You say that big pharma is not evil. You're just living in Clown Cuckoo Land. And no, you, I didn't I didn't say they weren't evil. I thought I you no, I think got you I think you got you on count on okay. record here. Their, Maybe you didn't their, mean to say, but their practices, it. some of their practices are not great. And we're talking at the top end. The majority of people that work in big pharma, they're just like you and me. They just want to make a difference. They want to produce products that are beneficial to society. It's just the people where you get this thing with corporate greed, and that's across every industry, where you get certain individuals at the top that want to maximize their profits, want to maximize their, their return for the company because they get more in their pocket, which you've already alluded to. And they're the ones, the upper to middle layer that that want to stand out in their company. And so they encourage processes to push the boundaries. And this happens in all industry. It happens in all industry. How we resolve it, I don't know. So singling out Big Pharma as being totally corrupt, as our, our topic is today, it's not singling them out. It's not comparing Big Pharma to anyone. It's just a question. Is Big Pharma corrupt? Well, to answer it's not the comparing, question, you know, if you, you didn't want to that simple form, then yeah, you're right, they are. Yeah, well. But, but then uh, you can then... Our topic is a simple... Uh, this and then your... You and then thing. It really gets my goat, man. Because it's just not... <laughs> it's just not part of the deal. And then you want you want to you want to conflate things. It's like why are you conflating things? You know, based on what logic? Why where is conflation coming from? You have to see the big picture. You don't just look at something. You, you in don't say the big. Detail. You don't know. I can't talk about uh, sharks dangerous, and then you're suddenly telling me about cobras in the African desert, and you're saying you're trying to see the big picture. It, 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 that's not the big picture. You got to you got to. It's got to be contextual, and it, bringing in other people who've got nothing to do big pharma is not contextual. Yes, we know it's a system, and then trying to trying to offload and offset and outsource the responsibility of big pharma because everybody else is doing it and the gun lobby. That's just not contextual. It's got nothing to do with it. No, that's because of the way we frame the question. The, I, I mean, the question as I uh, looking at the uh, what uh, the our title to this was episode. Pharma corrupt. And keep yeah. patients dependent on that's their it. So that's what we talk, we're talking about. We're not talking about anybody else. Do you think they keep patients dependent on their products? No, they have to. Otherwise, other, well, I don't know about keep. I mean, like, like design. Do yeah. they design products mm. which are uh, addictive? addictive? Yeah, that's a big, big ask for me. I don't. I don't think they do. I know that they locked into one. That's an American expression. They locked into one. Uh, which British people would say, properly speaking, English. <laughs> they got lucky and they found opiates. Their opiates are highly addictive. Yeah. And now, of course, America has got this incredible, incredible problem with, with opiates. Yeah. But I don't think they're designed. I mean, we already know that opiates are uh, addictive. So yeah. they didn't design opiates to be addictive. They just they are. They just are. And I don't know about what else could be addictive out there. You can be you can be hooked, the term they use, on prescription drugs. That's the term. Uh, that's you know used. something, maybe due to lack of 
that happening to me. It could be just personal inexperience. I just find that some people have got an addictive personality. Some, because there's a huge amount of people have some sort of addiction. It's it's yeah, I've got an addiction. I'm addicted to food. And I'm not I'm not saying that lightly. I mean, you know, really, you put chocolate near me, your hand should not be near anywhere near it, because you, know, you could <laughs> run, run into difficulty. So what I do is we don't have chocolate in the house. We just have to, that's the only way I can I can control the blooming thing. So I understand addiction, yeah, but the idea that some people say they're addicted to coke. They're addicted to this, that no, not not cocaine. I mean, yeah, you know, Coca Cola, Coca Cola, the drink, yeah. and then they're addicted to prescription. It's like I, I don't get it. You know, it's, it's like every, it's just like everything. They can be addicted to everything yeah, and anything. We do. We and sometimes I think it's just in the head. It is always in the head, right? Because how an an addiction is formed as well is to do with a there's a a trigger, then there's an action, and then there's a reward and the trigger could be that you've got a pain so the action is you take a drug and then the reward is pain relief and you think ah oh, okay so that's a that's a, a habit and a and a, a, a repeated habit over and over can become an addiction but it's normally a trigger you you have to instigate that trigger so the trigger is created from the pain and you think, oh, no, the pain's coming back. So automatically the brain says, ah, last time we had this pain, we did something and we felt better. And so the brain wants to encourage that action. So the action is the taking of the drug, which then gives you the reward, which is the slight pain relief. And then this is repeated and it becomes a part of you. And so you get this addiction. And the same happens across a whole different things not just drugs, but that's how habits are formed. And then to the uh, stronger degree, addictions, because it's a repeated pattern where there's a trigger action reward that's repeated over and over. So in your case, digressing slightly from the, the topic, but in your case with the chocolate addiction, you you maybe had a, um, I don't know, a trigger because you were a little bit hungry of, of other reasons and you thought oh chocolate i'll have that and the chocolate is the action but the the reward is the dopamine hit in your brain and you now feel great oh that was lovely and your body enjoyed that so it it remembered it so a certain trigger comes along you feel a little bit hungry ah oh, chocolate i remember it made me feel great and then you repeated that action and because you repeated it enough it now becomes a habit and in then you've repeated it so many times it's now become an addiction and yeah, let's yeah. have to break you're right that was a digression <laughs> a major digression. Yeah, sorry <laughs> because we were talking dependent you know some drugs are some people get dependent on them and it's also because of that reason because it brings them the relief they need but remember it's only temporary because these a lot of these drugs are tr transient okay and the second thing is, okay, so why is it that it's Americans who seem to be just like the UFO thing when they keep getting proctored, which is not a proper <laughs> verb, but I, thought, I find it hilarious. Why is it that it's Americans who keep getting uh, probed anally by <laughs> by UFOs? But uh, very, I can't even think of a single case outside of the US. Is there is there a single case outside of the US? Has anyone been, been anally probed? 
Why, why uh, is it Americans? And I'm why is it Americans who seem to be addicted to everything, you know? I think, I think it's only because the media, media, most of it, comes from over there. And All right, what about addiction then? Addiction, yeah. we have that same problem here. Well, how, okay, so is this the media thing? Because I, I don't remember yeah. hearing about it here. Yeah. It, and besides, we, we our prescription, uh, do we have doctors handing stuff? Doctors are incentivized in America to hand these things out, aren't they? They are absolutely heavily they are. See, incentivized. A, again, again, they're incentivized by the reps because the pharmaceutical companies have reps who they obviously have to handsomely pay, and the reps go see the doctors. And the doctors are, how can I put it? They are seduced by the reps with little. Oh, they know what they're and, doing. If the, if 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 people are interested in this in the top in the subject, there's a film, and what is great about the film is that. It's a, a romance, and the the drug rep thing is incidental, but it shows you what's going on. That's what I like about it. That they're not they're not it's not a political film. They're not trying to make a point, but you're horrified nevertheless. Which the drug the the filmmakers seem to be unaware of. It's so they're, they're so used to it themselves. Yeah, I think that they don't they don't notice. They don't know how horrible it is to somebody who, who's not in that system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's called Love and Other Drugs. It's a 2010 film. Love and Other Drug. And Other Drugs. Love and Other Drugs. Okay. Yeah, 2010. It's Anne Hathaway and what's this chap's name? Anne Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. Oh, I right. think I've seen the drug. Yeah, so what was interesting is, what was, what is interesting is, He's just trying to make a, you know, make money, yeah. doing this thing. And who's then, the doctor and who's the pay, who's the rep in this? Oh, uh, he's the rep. Right. She's not. She's not. She's just a love interest. It's like I said, it's a romance. Oh, I see. She's and she fun. doesn't really have anything. She's not in the medical profession or anything. Oh. She's just his his, you know, interest, love interest. Yeah. But how they try to, how he tries to go about hooking, uh, getting into doctors because it's not easy because everybody else is there already. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that's incidental. That's why I like the I like this for the audience members to go and watch it because it's 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 not trying to score any points. Yeah, yeah. But it does highlight the fact that how to, to me, I was into... sitting there thinking this is terrible. Right. It was awful. Is that viewing it from a UK perspective? Obviously, yes. Yeah. Yes. So if you could, if you can, uh, uh, okay, don't spoil the film, but the bit that you're referring to, which is topical with our subject, mm. what was it that particularly you thought, gosh, what's happening here? How did the reps get in or the influence? Could you elaborate? No, one, thing, one thing he did, which uh, it's, it's completely immoral, was that he was taking other reps' drugs off the shelves and throwing them into a dumpster and leaving his behind. Now, was this just for the film, or is this actually something that could happen in reality? I mean, you've got to you've got to remember the film could be fantasy here. Okay, if you want to, all right. Then he was whining and dining the secretaries to the doctors so that it could get to the doctors. Right, which which is actually part of a reps repertoire. Well, That's what well, reps was doing, do. He was doing more than whining and dining. If you catch my drift. Ah, I see. I see. <laughs> Okay, he's winning favors other ways. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But yeah, but that's that's what happens to get to the doctors. Yeah, and also once the rest well, instead of, in, of 
Yeah, exactly. The in the doctors. Go yes, the there were schmooze, and then how doctors had their favorite reps and what they were giving. Uh, yeah. What you know, uh, trips and, to yeah, I know. trips uh, to Hawaii. In one case, you know, all, all expenses paid and stuff like this. But there were supposedly laws, and then how they said, "Oh, that's what you do is you do it like this to get around the law to get to <laughs> so well known." Ah, yeah, you can't just give me a ticket. No, no, no. You have to do it like this. <laughs> you know. You see, thankfully, thankfully, over in Europe, the bribery laws are really tough, really tough. So anything, I think it's anything above 50 pounds in value mm. cannot be given. If you do, you have to record it on a special mm. register so that anything can be looked back and got hang on. He gave something there which was over 50 pound and it has to be justified and it has to it can't be seen as winning favors in any way it has to be so for instance let's say let's say the doctor the doctor chose to give a particular drug to a group of patients because they needed it so it was higher than normal and this happened with no no influence from a rep whatsoever then the rep to reward the doctor gave them a bunch of flowers or a box of chocolates to say thank you for using our product now that would be allowed because a they didn't pre-influence the decision making of the doctor secondly the reward was small but it can't be seen and evidenced where a rep gives a, a handout to a doctor to in quotes encourage them to use their products before they've been used now obviously a rep can go in and just talk to a doctor say look you know why don't you use our products it does x y and z now obviously it's a sales exercise that's what a rep's for if you've got a competing company that sell a similar product it's up to the doctor to decide which rep has made the better case for a similar product. However, look, if there's look, only one, you're living in cloud cuckoo land. I have to interrupt you because go on. You're living in cloud cuckoo land. The way he got around it in the one of the ways he got around the the Hawaii thing in the movie was to set up a conference where he asked the invited the doctor to come along and give a speech. Right. But it was all it was all nonsense. It was just come along, spend half an hour talking. And there's your X thousand, and That's we're paying. Perfectly legit, by the way. Yeah, but the point is, it's, it's nonsense. It was a setup. It's just yeah. the way I'll try, of of the guy having a four day holiday in Hawaii, all expenses paid, with a little bit of money on top. Yeah. See, so there are ways. What I, the reason I interrupted is that there are ways around these things. Yeah, you they know? are. They are. Right. Although, thankfully, that doesn't happen as much in Europe. I'll be honest. But yeah, in because America, the NHS, you see, NHS, it's. If it's going to happen at all, and I read about it, say, is the NHS corrupt? I did ask the question online. And basically, I think the answer is not really. But if there is corruption, there is, there's been known to be corruption, uh, some degree of corruption, is where these big contracts are given out in the NHS. Yeah. And obviously, people go, go along and try to, to influence the contract and they offer bribes. Well, it's and the same thing, but a higher level. Yes, no, but the point is, when the decision is made by the standing committee on what drugs are going to be be prescribed by NHS doctors, it's a large committee and yeah. 
they do it, you know, for the benefit of the patient. Cost, cost, what is it called? Cost benefit analysis. Yeah, cost benefit analysis. Yeah. Cost benefit analysis, and for the uh, for the medical benefit of the of the patient. So because it's done at that level, and by that number of individuals, the the, the system is more robust and protects itself against undue influence. And maybe it's not a hundred percent. I can't tell. I don't know. Yeah. But the the looking at it online, uh, the analysis I did is that nobody's really complaining. Nobody's pointing fingers there are no yeah. whistleblowers by and large it seems to be free of of corruption so it's doable yeah it's definitely doable it's just that the american system won't, 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 doesn't doesn't like that sort of thing no, yeah, no. There we go. but then but then again the nhs national health system in the uk is is a big body they deal at high level and you're right there's many committees that have to overview the decision making when a major purchase has to be done or a major investment so it's not just up to one individual it's, mm. it's a group of people and they could be different each time so the big pharmaceutical or whoever it doesn't have to be pharmaceutical but in the health industry that wants to negotiate a big deal that takes several months if not years a lot of to in and fro in, a lot of analysis behind the scenes. So once those deals are signed, there's been a lot of due diligence done in the background to check it out. But when we're talking at the lower level, prescription drugs by doctors, then, you know, is it such a bigger problem when you get a rep in schmoozing the doctor so that he can get a bigger bonus pay and the doctor's handing out his, his medicine? See, at that level, is it corruption? Is it just schmoozing? Is it just sales reps? It's not really big well, level Well, if the production. doctor is handing out a prescription because of something the rep has said, rather than because it's the best medication for his patients, then yes, it's corruption. Because the only thing in the doctor's mind should be, is this the best pill or medicine for my patients? But that's not always the case because you may have different medication that does similar thing, but it's such so much cheaper. I mean, look at look at the. Sorry, um, what is that going to do? What I said there? No, but you're saying the best for the patient. Sometimes yeah. the best for the patient may be out of the patient's and the doctor's hands purely based on cost. So the best affordable for the ah, patients. Okay. That, that again, but the fact that you put affordable in that title means it's not necessarily the best. It's the best for that price point. The best one is is but this don't one American patients, not American doctors prescribe against the insurance anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh -huh. So really, affordability. How does that come into it? It, it come it comes into it because it's affordability of the insurance and what's covered under it. So okay. the insurance will have a criteria as to what what price point can certain drugs be sold up to. And if the drugs cost more than that, the doctor can't prescribe it. Right. So if you've got five, five drugs that are affordable, the, yep. for me, the doctor's only quite, the only thing the doctor should be thinking about is which of these is best for my patient. Absolutely. Now, now, Absolutely. now if it's paracetamol and they're all paracetamol and they've all got the same amount of paracetamol in it and there's really nothing to choose from between the, the drugs yep. and he, he prefers the drugs from company A, because he likes the representative more than he likes the representative from company B, well, that's not corruption then. No, it's not. Not at all. 
because it's the same. So from that point of view, then it can be not a question of, of corruption. But no. you can also we can all see that it's it's still a pretty dodgy system because it lends itself to corruption. Indeed, but there's no system out there that's foolproof. You're gonna get people. Uh, that, sorry, again, that's not relevant. I know there's it's no, not there's relevant. No, there's no I'm system that's. Give you, no, please don't. No, no, don't give me the big picture. Your big picture causes issues, man. It it brings <laughs> okay, in also. Awesome. No, it brings issues because it's like no, it's not. It's not relevant. There's no system. It's like is this is this system we're looking at? This one. How is that? That's okay. that's it. So, okay, next time you go to the doctor, let me just give you a sideline here, which is relevant, okay? The doctor's got a drug for you, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you're complaining about your foot, arguments. You've got a real problem with your foot. You want to go to the doctor. Doctor goes, you know what? I'm not going to look at the rest of you. I'm just going to look at your foot. That's what you've asked me to look at. That's what I'm going to look at. So he's going to focus on your foot, just your foot. Say, right, I've got this medicine. Whoa, it's going to be absolutely fantastic for you. Okay. However, the side effects is it really bad, bad for your heart and your blood pressure. But he's not going to ask you, have you got bad uh, blood pressure or heart problems? He's only focusing on your foot. So he's going to prescribe you medicine, which you think is is perfect for your foot, but it's going to have a knock on effect on the rest of you. Yeah, that's a logical logical fallacy. You just got. Yes, it is. It's you've called, got to look at the whole picture, not just one single element. No, because I reject, I reject your example, I reject your metaphor. It's not nothing to do with what we're talking about. We're talking about a system. You're going outside the system, about for this. So trying to say that in this other case you have to go outside the system. That's like me saying, look, look. So I'm flying along, but I don't care about the weather because my plane is fine. It's like that's that's not an example of what we're talking about. We don't have to go outside to justify whether Big Pharma is corrupt or not. We don't have to look at other systems. We just have to look at Big Pharma. There's no necessity to go outside of Big Pharma. But when you're treating someone's foot and you want to prescribe some drug that is known to have an effect on the heart, I suggest that it is part part and parcel of prescribing that drug to ask about the heart, about the patient's history of, um, of his heart. It's part and parcel of it, but but uh, but why is he asking? Picture. Why is he asking? Why is he asking about whether the patient uh, likes uh, Terminator Two? No, that's not fun. No, well, that's you. We're talking about going outside the system. It's like that's irrelevant. It's, it's you, you can see that there's something that are relevant and something that aren't. I was talking of big farmers' way of working and working in the system. That's where the system is failing because Big Pharma works in that system. So they are related. I'm not talking about but nobody NRA. Has denied, and- nobody's, nobody's denied that. I didn't, never said that's not the case. I, I did say that. America, how many times have I said that the American system is a poor one? It is. I've, I've, yeah. But that's not where you were going with whatever it was that I was objecting to at the time. You, you, you were stepping outside of that. Okay. Mm. Listen, I... I'm mindful we're reaching the end of the show. So do you want to have any final thoughts on this subject? I think I've, I've said what I wanted to say that America is, I haven't changed from my opening statement. The American system is, is very bad and it's big pharma in America is, is corrupt. But obviously the Canadians are paying $35 for a vial of insulin instead of 300 
then Big Pharma in Canada and Big Pharma in the UK is not correct. I, I think personally, the self-regulation by industry in America allows for this. And, the, and you're right, I have to agree with you, at big level, Big Pharma is corrupt with some of the practices. So really, as Big Pharma can't self-regulate, the government have to unfortunately step in and say, look, you are not carrying out your practices with the best interest of a population. You are focusing on uh, profits above all else, which does look to be the case, but they need to step in and put some boundaries in order to rein in the way big pharma is operating in the States. But that aside, unfortunately, we have now reached the end of the show for another week. <laughs>